and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining. Today, we're discussing culture, teamwork, and leadership uh, by discussing the challenges that many companies face in aligning the team. Uh, from the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, A Leadership Fable. Um by Patrick Lencioni. This book, and, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of times we read the data-driven books and we mm-hmm. read the methodology. When it's told the way this book is told, very much like the energy bus and some of the others that are out there, you, you're living in this conference room, right? You're feeling this book. You're feeling the story that's being taken out of there. And um, there are some just incredible points taken away as he's telling yeah. the story. Yeah, we, we're, we're going through this. And I think of all the, the books that we discussed over breakfast, this is the one that got us into the third cup of coffee. And yeah. we, we just kept going on this. But it, it truly is a, a fable. It's told as a very intelligent story. But, you know, and in coming from the, the corporate world, it was so easy for me to recognize this. And everybody I've referred this book to at the corporate level says, oh, wow, they wrote this about us. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a little scary. It, it is. And, yeah. you know, there's great summaries online you can find. There's there's all kinds of things. But so, Steve, you love this quote. Yeah. I, yeah. Lay it out for us. So, I mean, this was William Butler Yates. And I, I don't even think it was in this book, but it, it related so well. And it said... Uh, education is not about filling buckets. It's about lighting fires. So that's where this whole book starts. So mm-hmm. let's, let's tee it up. So, so in, in, in the book, the CEO takes a, a new CEO comes in and takes over. And if you've ever been through this, you've got the leadership change at the top. How's it going to be? Are there layoffs coming? Are there people? It's, it's just crazy. It's and, scary. And, and, <laughs> and not only is it scary, but it's, it's also, uh, it's, change sure and so now you have high level people that are they're bucking the system they don't know if they believe in it you've got to establish the trust of the team you've got to go through all these steps to do it um and so in in the in the book they're going through this conference the series of conference meetings and um the interactions kind of are are designed to help identify the the dysfunctions right yeah in in the corporate environment um those meetings the heads of department they're always referred to as cross-functional meetings so the cross you know so we're going to have an off-site cross-functional so that's common terminology that's used all the time so that's what they're doing in this they start with this um this cross-functional meeting and um so i i like the, the first thing that she says, um, the new CEO says, um, and I, I'll, I'll mess up the words, but she says, you know, we have the best brand in the company. We have the largest distribution network. We have the best people, the best leader and the best sales team. Why are we getting beat by three of our competitors? Yeah. So it, it's, it, 
platform, let's start right there. Let's yep. identify this. Well, and, and you know, the key steps in this whole thing were, were the recognition that there is a problem, right? Mm, Which yeah. you just said, hey, we've got the best, but we're falling behind three competitors. Um, the acceptance by the entirety of the organization that it is a problem, right? Well, my sales were top notch last year, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Your, 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 your team has a problem, not my team. Um, and then kind of the action solution steps, um, who does what. And so, you know, we, we, we just finished up last week talking about traction yeah. and right butt, right seat. And a lot of times by virtue of, yeah, I don't even know if there's a reason a lot, people kind of grow and they take on roles and challenges. And sometimes it's the right thing. Sometimes it's the wrong thing, but you could end up inheriting people that are not, necessarily in the right butt at the right time and even if they're good at something they may not be the right person to do that yep so there's a lot of good people in in the wrong seat so so let's hit our kind of our three pointers for this podcast or number one is lighting the fire uh number two is the absence of trust trust and the inattention to results uh, and then number three is the fear of conflict, the lack of commitment, or the avoidance of accountability. And and those are really the five dysfunctions. Yeah, the and, and they pyramid this all up so that one sits on the other and it, it lays them all out. But that very first one, the lighting the fire, that's the recognition piece of, okay, we got a problem. Yep. So if you can't get past that, you have not much chance. So I, th- I think... She does a good job in in not moving on. So um, it may happen in the first meeting, but it may not. So I, I think you have to be willing to to build into this thing and and let the whole situation grow. There's a, another concept out there called radical candor, and the idea that you're lighting a fire is you're trying to recognize and get the recognition of others that there is a problem can be very difficult because. Um, Number one, Steve, if I'm the boss and I say we've got a problem and you say, yeah. I don't think we have a problem, or you admit that there's a problem under yeah. your watch, does that make you the guy that's on the chopping block, right? So there's a there's a concern there for people, especially in change. Um, but so you have to clearly define the problem. In this case, we've got the best, but we're getting beat. That's real, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other piece was you talk about cross-functional discussions. Is like, well, okay, sales are sales are doing good, but service is doing poorly, or marketing's not effective, or we're not getting new clients. What what is the real problem? And then it's not only just identifying it and 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 uh, kind of recognizing it; it's owning it, right? Yeah, and 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 Dave, we talked a, uh, a few weeks back about the E myth and and how the different people in the different roles had you know um, you know had accountability within that business, and I think that's what we have to do is we've got to get um, everybody to accept it and everybody to buy into that. Not only, even if, you know, I'm not saying it's your fault, but you're involved. Correct. So I think that's a big deal. Well, I always say to people, if a client believes something to be a certain way, whether it's your fault or not, that's what the client believes. So that perception is the reality you have to deal with. Now, that's not, not, a, 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 not applicable here because we're talking internally. But the idea that if there is a perceived problem, then you've got to address it, right? Um, and then the other piece that I think this book does very well is it, is it focuses the solution on group interaction, you know? So yeah, there is going to be some conflict and conflict is necessary in this whole thing. Um, so 
let, let's let's go through the 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 pyramid. Yeah. So if you start from the bottom up, I, th- I yep. think it makes sense to do this way. So we can alternate our way through these yep. things. But number one is the absence of trust. That's sales doesn't trust marketing. Marketing doesn't trust accounting. Accounting doesn't trust leadership. Yep. So whatever or, that is. And, and you, if you've got a three-person company, it could be two people don't trust each other and yeah. aren't willing to be there and support one another. The next is the fear of conflict. And this one is the doozy because it is prevalent in society today. Right, we're polarized as a society. So my opinion is different than your opinion, and we can't talk anymore. Right? Yeah. So, so that you know, the the, the concept of ignorant compliance, yeah, is is the scary part of it. It's like, yeah, I, I'm going along with him, but you know, his personality is too strong. I don't want to get into it. He's gonna he's gonna talk me down. I'm gonna lose that argument. So I just won't say anything. Correct. Okay. So that is a huge problem. And and guys. Conflict is so necessary. Respectful, positive conflict is better than negative, detrimental conflict. But it's okay to disagree and come to a solution, and it's huge in this because that is a that is a stopper for most companies. And it, you know, here in Paradigm Playbook, as we go through preparation each week for this, we'll have a discussion and say, "What's the most important point of this book? What do we have to bring out?" And we don't always agree on that, but in the end. We come up to the third one, you know, which the, the dysfunction is lack of commitment, but you have to get committed to it. Yep. And, and lack of commitment is, is a, it's kind of a double edged sword too, because if you're a lack of commitment, then you can be a yes man. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And then not commit to it, which goes right in the next one, which is avoidance accountability, right? What well, back up one step, you know, on those first three, as you put together absence of trust, fear of conflict, lack of commitment. So one of the goals that we have in, in the corporate structure is 70% agreement, but a hundred percent commitment. Yep. So we're going to, I don't totally agree with you, but this is our team decision so I'm in. I'm committed. Yep. So, and I think those that work in sports around a team may think that I'm a better shortstop than him. But for the good of the team, I'm going to play the best third base I can. Yep. So, so it's that 100% commitment. Agreed. Continuing up the pyramid, you have avoidance of accountability, and that is man passing the buck, playing the blame game, pushing it off on other people, not taking responsibility and accountability, and that is that they're all equally devastating when you get into it. Um, but the the other piece is, and this goes right back to the vision traction organizer, the business model canvas, to all the things we've been talking <laughs> about, which is the inattention to results. Yeah. Right. If you don't have measurables, KPIs, we talked about last week. If you don't have uh, um, a scorecard or milestones or whatever it may be to hit, you're not paying attention to the results and all of the other pieces in the pyramid can can kind of fester. And the, the accountability, you know, and it's, it's funny because everybody looks at accountability a little bit different. So a lot of people only focus on personal accountability. I, you know, I'm holding myself accountable, but it's up to you to also hold me accountable. So I think I'm holding myself accountable, but if I'm off track a little bit, you know, we talked about being off two degrees, you know, and trying to get to New York and end up in Baltimore. Yeah. So we, we have to stick to that. So you're holding not only your direct reports, not the, not only the people that you're responsible for, but other people within the organization is like, if you hear that, you know, so and so, um, has a reputation as being a mean coach. Mm-hmm. So it's important you bring that up and you can't say, well, they don't report to me. Correct. That doesn't fly. Correct. And it's, okay. 
Uh, you you have a you have a mean coach. Well, what steps can you take? First thing you got to do is get that coach to say, or do you are you a little mean sometimes? Yeah. Right? I've been accused of being a mean coach at times. Right. right? I'm stern, I'm firm, but I'm fair. So I don't consider it mean, I consider it fair. Maybe I'm better for a 12-year-old than I am a 6-year-old. Yeah, know? so and, and a lot of it is perception. Yep. So, you know, and, but they say perception is is reality. So so that whole layer of trust in sports, you know, we have so many great examples in sports because um, if you're going to be the best quarterback of a team you can, you have to know that if the play calls for you hitting that receiver uh, 10 yards out and square out left, that's where you're throwing the ball. That's not where the receiver is when you throw it. That's right. But you have to trust they'll be there. Or let's hit it even closer to home. How about how about you're a coach and you've got a child learning to do a front handspring and you're the spotter. Yeah. And your job, or they're doing the balance beam for the first time. Your yeah. job is to make sure they don't fall and hurt themselves. Right. If they don't trust you, guess what? They're going to be in the corner crying and not, not wanting to do it. So let, let's hit the so, – so we started with, right, the recognition that there's a problem. Right. So we went in and we said, okay, it's the absence of trust or the inattention to results that are the dysfunction piece, the number two, that second of the, of the three-pointer. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the fear of conflict, the lack of commitment, or the avoidance of accountability. Steve, I think it's a phenomenal – 70% agreement, 100% commitment, right? That's the real deal. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talk about all that, that all the time, but uh, these five dysfunctions, and we grouped them into three groups because they fit in our discussions that way, but you can, you can do them individually and sometimes in meetings. And these are not, these are not meant for things that you're going to sit down your staff and say, okay, here's A, B, and C, and D. This is meant as an open discussion and, and how you're going to, to, to get compliance and get everybody on the same page. Yeah, and, and uh, there's a, a phrase that we use, which is called artificial harmony. Oh, yeah. And artificial harmony is basically um, you know, people just going around like there's no problem, there's no concern, we're just doing it, we're going through the motions, right? It's the idea of you're going through the motions. And that can be devastating because, again, when we go back to look at the scorecard, when we go back to all the discussions we've had, Artificial harmony means there is no conflict, there is no change, there is no improvement, uh, and then really you've lost accountability at the same time, right? There, there's there's a ton of business. You can talk to stories about Blockbuster or any of them that had that artificial harmony up to the point where they closed their doors and were out yeah. of business. So, so, so if you go back to and say, you know, the importance of conflict— you can't say that strong enough. You have to disagree and you have to discuss. I, I remember at the launch of Playbook, we had a pretty significant discussion with our marketing team that said, we don't like it. Yeah, They wanted us to reinvent it all over again. This is after two years of work. So again, and it's important that the leadership accepts that accountability from the, from the rank and file at the same time. Um, it is, if you want a good culture and you want a good company, you can't run it like a dictator. Yeah, so so Dave, if, if I can just hit on that one thing, because we did talk about it with Playbook, um, we, you and I together, did not set out to be a consulting company. No, we don't want to come to your business and tell you how to run your business. We're our this is a, a, a educational business first and foremost. Yep, we want to help people learn the fun and value of learning. Yeah, so it's and we have to have that discussion because our business model was not. You know, mainstream. It's not how people do it. People, you know, even, you know, EOS or traction or whatever, you know, here's our fee. We'll come in. We'll fix your, you know, it's, 
Correct. It's, it's a fee-based thing. Um, and our, they're not small fees either, guys. These are, you're talking ten, fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollar consulting. Yeah, fees. no. So, so this was always meant as an education thing, and it truly did stem from just our joy of discussing a book. So, this was a fascinating book. You know, yeah, it I is. I wish we had all day to talk about and, this. And one. we will come back to each of these subjects in later weeks. But, but to summarize it for you guys to take away, recognize your own dysfunctions openly, light a fire under the leadership team, whether it's a manager, whether it's a coach, whatever it may be, and then dig in one at a time. The lack of trust, the fear of conflict, the lack of commitment, the avoidance of accountability, or the inattention to results. Um, you know, the idea that, that we, we discuss these books and we, we're trying to tie these books together and it's not hard to do, right? Oh, no. It's... But th- this brings me right back to Relentless Solution Focus, right? Identify the problem. What's one thing you can do in the next 60 seconds to make it better? Who can you pull in? Who can you talk to? How can you, how can you make it better? Yeah, we're going to dig into that book in a couple of weeks. And, and that, along with Seven Habits, is a book that's always on my desk. And at any given time, I say, okay, I got 60 seconds. And the Laws of Lifetime Growth and yeah. Relentless Solution Focus travel in my briefcase every single day it's all good stuff guys hey thanks for listening be sure to tune in next week when we discuss be beyond entrepreneurism 2.0 turning your business into an enduring great company uh by jim collins and bill lazier it's going to be awesome guys thanks for being with us paradigm playbook members your exclusive content including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.